Good morning. Welcome to Forest Hill. We're glad you chose to join us on Mother's Day. We want to say happy Mother's Day to you. We hope you enjoyed yesterday's Mother's Day tribute drive-in service, and we hope you enjoy your hydrangea on your table this morning. Um, we wish we could be together like we normally are, but we have a common thing there to celebrate the day, and um, we love you. We want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Absolutely. And before Pastor Shea comes back and shares just a little bit more, I want to encourage you of one thing. Take five seconds, stop, like this post, and share this post so that all of your friends have an opportunity to worship with us at the Hill this morning. I want to open with a scripture this morning. Psalm 127, some verses there and out of 128. Psalm 127, verse 3 says, Sons are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Psalm 128 says, Your wife will be fruitful vine within your house. Your sons will be like olive shoots around your table. Thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. God's heart is for children, and they are a blessing. You know, some of you may right now be a little stressed in this season that's different than normal. You know, we're, we've transferred to homeschooling and that was not something we were prepared for in this season. Maybe like at our house, your child is trying to write with her toes or ask Alexa for answers to the questions that she doesn't need to be asking about. Um, but you know what? God's heart is for children and in this season, He is attentive to us when we are weary and we are tired. And so if you have kids surrounding you or you have kids in any area of your life, you are a blessed person. It is a blessing to be surrounded by our kids today. Absolutely. Children are one of our greatest blessings and we are so blessed with some awesome and amazing kids here at the Hill. And so this morning on Mother's Day, since we could not do a special tribute here in the sanctuary like we normally do, we still want to give our kids an opportunity uh, to just say a few uh, kind things and possibly funny things about their mothers. You know, kids are unfiltered, and so we never knew what was going to come out of their mouth for this, but it's a fun project and just a simple way for our kids to tell their mothers Happy Mother's Day and how much they love them. And so this morning, we hope you enjoy this tribute, Happy Mother's Day from the Hill Kids. We have Road Room on Dirt Bike, she went like room room. <laughs> and we have been on in the pool and we've been on adventures and on my trampoline and we went to press so he's like played Sonic Mania. We baked an apple pie together. Go walk. We played board games. We had dinner every night. She's, she has done my makeup. Done your makeup? My time. Uh -huh. What has she done with you? I done school. I 
Haircuts of money. Son riding. Um, maybe creating a cure for some kind of sickness she has a nurse. Cooking. Burning things. Working hard and doing good whenever she was supposed to. And doing great and everything. Cooking. Mama has that good southern cooking, you know, southern breakfast, southern lunch, southern dinner. Yeah, that grits and all that stuff. Being a nurse, helping other people. Singing because she got the beautiful blush. Hunting my makeup. Her cooking. Oh, good one. Because her cooking is so good. <laughs> uh, being a mermaid. Cooking. Cooking. Because she's special and I love her so much. Uh, mommy play with me every time because she plays with us. It's because she is so sweet and she hears a lot about me and she, I just love her. Because she loves me. Sad mom, when I'm sad, my mom prays for me. She looks after me. She comforts me. And when I'm just having a bad day, if I have a, ever a bad day at school, she's always there. She's always someone I can talk to. I love you, Mom. I love you. I love you, Mom. I hope you have the greatest Mother's Day in the whole wide world. I love you, Mom, and I hope you have a great day. Happy Mother's Day. Good morning, Forest Hill friends who may be watching all over this city. Maybe all over this country this morning. We welcome you to join us in worship today. Come on, right now, just wherever you are, why don't you just begin to speak out the name of Jesus and his praises? Maybe you don't know what to say. It's all right. Just say his name. His name is holy. His name is love. The word of God says in Psalms 100, it says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. And know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And enter into his courts with praise. Let's be thankful to him. And bless his name today. For the Lord is good. Come on, say that with me. For the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Amen?
says in the sun or rain my life celebrates what that he is good at all times he is good it's so important that in times like these that we're living in these last days that we not forget that our freedom our encouragement 
Everything we need can be found in our praise, in our worship. We've got a purpose in our hearts to worship him at all times. It says his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on, purpose with us today. To love him. Oh, I count on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out. It's working all things out. Say yes, yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Say yes, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy for all my days. Oh, yes, I will. Yes, I will. I will praise you at all times. Well, I count on one thing. I count on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now. And in the waiting, the same God, the same God who's never late.
one more time. everybody. Thank you so much for joining with us today. What an awesome time of worship we've just had with Pastor Chad and the team. But listen, I want to tell everybody first and foremost, happy Mother's Day to all of our awesome moms out there. Today, I actually have two awesome opportunities for us to participate in a giving uh, campaign that this church is involved in starting today, actually. And first off, uh, we do this every year, and this is so big for them. We're doing the Smoky Mountain Home for Children's Mother's Day offering. And listen, they rely on this offering, and this is huge for them. And we want to make sure we're doing our part to help support such an awesome uh, organization. So last year, let me just inform you, we gave around $1,800 during this offering for this cause. This year, our goal is to exceed $2,000, okay? So we want to do more, uh, go above and beyond what we did last year. And so we believe we can do that, and we want to do that this year. So that's the first one, the Smoky Mountain Home for Children's Mother's Day offering. Secondly, we do this one yearly as well. This is the Women's Resource Center Baby Bottle Boomerang. And what this is, this is whenever they would send baby bottles and we would fill those bottles up with our loose change and then turn it back in. And this campaign runs from today, Mother's Day, all the way through Father's Day. Now, since they're not going to be able to get baby bottles out to us, we would like to challenge you, Forest Hill, to find a container, something that you can hold some loose change in and collect your loose change and send it to them by Father's Day. 
If that is not reasonable for you, then we also would just like to ask you to send a donation their way. You can put it on your tithe envelope and just mark what it's for, um, or you can give online and also designate in the bottom section exactly what your giving is for. So listen, guys, we really believe that we can do awesome work this year and help these guys out tremendously. Last year for the Women's Resource Center, we raised just over $700. This year, our goal is to uh, blow past $1,000. We want to raise for those guys doing an awesome job in what they're doing for our community and for this whole entire area, really. Uh, we appreciate them, and we want to do our part. Now, one reason why we have set some high goals for this year's giving opportunities for these two events is because due to the coronavirus pandemic, there are many smaller churches who are not going to be able to give what they are uh, normally giving towards these campaigns. So there are a lot of other churches that are not able to participate this year. So we want to do our part in making sure that these two organizations don't lack for anything during this season. They are still working and they are still doing a good work. And we want to, be, uh, we want to support that and do our part for them. So guys, I know y'all are going to show up and I know y'all are going to give for that. And, and just give in general, okay? We're going to be blessed because of it. So if you would, all around your living rooms and around your television screens, could you just bow your heads with me? And we want to ask a special blessing over this offering and for these projects that these, uh, both of these organizations are doing because we want them to be blessed. And if we want them to be blessed, let's bless them with our giving and with our, with our finances that God has blessed us with. So church, would you just bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, I thank you today, God, for just being with us in this service, Lord. I thank you specifically for these two organizations, God, who you have called and you have, you have set apart to do your work in these days, God. Lord, we thank you for them, and we thank you for all the people that they are helping and minister to daily. Lord, I pray for them, God, all of their employees, Lord, all the leadership within these organizations, God, that they will be able to reach more and do exceedingly more than they have in times past, God. I pray for everyone that's watching right now, Lord, for their hearts to be uh, just compelled to give to these projects, Lord, knowing that you are in the midst of it, knowing that you have such a huge plan for these two organizations, God. I want to do my part, and I pray that all my friends watching want to do their part as well. Lord, we love you, and Lord, we thank you for just gathering us together today, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Now, we have a very special guest that's going to be shooting a video for us, and we want you to tune in with them right now. They are here with us, and they're going to be reading Psalm, Proverbs, I'm sorry, 31. Here we go. Good morning. I'm so glad you were able to come. I've got the honor of reading the Mother's Day verses from Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he ha shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth me her house up, and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field, and buyeth it. With the fruits of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. 
her chemical is not out by none. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hand holds the distaff. She stretches out her hands to the poor. Yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of lies. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have grown virtuously, but thou exceedeth them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is made, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Happy Mother's Day! Thank you.
Good morning, Forest Hill family. It's great to see you with us again this week for our online version of Service at the Hill. Thanks for joining us for morning worship today. And happy Mother's Day. We hope you've had an amazing weekend. Hope you who, who were able to attend our parking lot gathering yesterday enjoyed that. And we hope that you're having a great day today finding some creative method to celebrate the moms in your life. I know it looks a little different this year, like everything else does. But we hope you're still able to connect with uh, that special woman in your life and let her know uh, that you love her and that she's a blessing to your family. Amen. We welcome you today. And I want to remind you of just a couple things as we begin uh, to turn to God's Word in just a moment. And one is this. If you have been watching online and you've not connected with us yet, we would love to meet you and find out a little more about you and your family. The easiest way to do that is to fill out a digital connect card on our church website. You'll find it at forresthillcog.org. And there's a guest card there. We would love for you to reach out to us in that way because we would love to connect with you and give you some resources uh, to know more about our congregation, the ministries of our church, and how you can grow in your walk with God. So reach out to us there. Secondly, if you're a regular part of our Forest Hill family, thank you for your continued support and financial giving to our church. Uh, as you heard Pastor Tristan talk about a few minutes ago, we are continuing some annual Mother's Day giving during the season for the Women's Resource Center locally and for the Smoky Mountain Home for Children up in Sevierville, Tennessee. And we would really appreciate your support to help us continue to bless those two great ministries. One local, one uh, up in Sevierville, Tennessee, and they both are great ministries that bless families and children. So help us with that if you can. If you have your Bible, I invite you to turn with me today to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 12. And we're going to be talking today uh, from God's Word about the faith of our mothers. When I was growing up, there was a great hymn in the hymnal called Faith of Our Fathers. But in 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, we find out that it is not just our fathers, but also our mothers and our grandmothers who often pass on to us the Christian faith and make a deep mark on our lives. So if you found your Bible, turn with me, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 12. As we begin again during this Easter season, I greet you in the name of our risen Lord. Christ is risen. Yes, He is risen indeed. Would you read with me from the word of the Lord, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, excuse me, chapter 1, verses 3 through 12. Hear God's word. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day. 
greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him against that day. May God bless the reading of his word. And his people said, Amen. Would you pray with me? Father, we love you, and we thank you now for the time around your word. We thank you, Lord, for the moments we've shared in worship. We thank you for the blessing that we just sang together over our families and celebrated the great heritage of faith that you want us to pass down from one generation to the next. And Lord, I pray now that you would anoint me as I preach your word. I pray that you would open our hearts that we might receive it, and that, Lord, you would change us by it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Today I have in my hands a very small gift. It was a strand of pearls. This is something that I gave my wife on our wedding day. It's not the most expensive gift that uh, she's ever received. It's uh, not the fanciest or perhaps the prettiest uh, gift that she has in her collection, but it is special to her because it's something I gave her on our wedding day. And this beautiful strand of pearls, I'll often see her break that out and wear that whenever we're going on a special occasion, especially an anniversary or something like that. It's amazing, isn't it? Sometimes our family treasures are the ones that have the most sentimental value, not the ones that have the highest monetary value. A gift that comes from the heart means a lot to us. The Bible tells us that this is the way it was for Paul writing to Timothy. He was sharing the great gift of faith, a gift that Timothy had received as a family heirloom from his own family. Our most prized possessions have a far greater sentimental value than their financial value. Shay would never part with her grandmother's Bible or her crochet needles or her doilies that were left to us whenever she passed away. Those have a great value. No one in this room has enough money to buy my Uncle Alan's shotgun or my Papa's pipe that I have with me here today. Now this is an odd item to have in a hole in this church, I know, because we don't smoke, or at least we say we don't, right? And for us, uh, who, uh, who grew up in that way, that might be a no-no. But my papa was not raised holiness, he was raised Baptist. And so that wasn't as big a taboo for him. Anyway, I often keep this near my desk and I can still smell the Prince Albert tobacco in the end of it. And it reminds me of my grandfather. And even though I don't share a pipe in the way he did, I share the memory of him every time I see it. And it often stays close to me. All of us have things like that, don't we? 
uh, a great gift, something that someone handed to us that reminds us of someone that we love very dearly. In our text this morning, Paul reminds his young friend Timothy of the family treasure of the Christian faith that he received by inheritance from his grandmother and his mother. Verse 5, we read it, I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. So I want to talk to you about the faith of our mothers. I want you to notice, first of all, the faith that Timothy had was a faith that had been revealed Say revealed. Verses 9 and 10 say this. Jesus has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Most people have some sort of faith, a collection of beliefs that they take very seriously. Uh, many people have some type of Christian faith, especially here in the South. Most people, if you ask them, would say, yes, I'm a Christian, and they may mean different things by that. But the faith of Lois and Eunice and Timothy was not a freestyle personal set of beliefs that they had just placed together randomly. They had not chosen them off a buffet bar, taking some things and leaving others. No, the gospel of Jesus Christ had been revealed from heaven and preached by Paul, and Timothy's family had believed that message that came from God. And so it was a revealed faith. They believed the gospel that came from heaven. Many people today feel that they're Christians, but maybe not the same caliber or stripe as their parents or grandparents. Why not? The Bible tells us that the gospel never changes, and we're to contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. The message of Christ remains the same, and we don't need to innovate on it or change it. We are called by God to pass it on unchanged to the next generation. We are to give the great gift and not allow anything to be lost in the transmission. If we would be saved and make heaven our homes, then we must believe God's Word, all of God's Word. John Wesley said it this way, To candid, reasonable men, I am not afraid to lay open what have been the inmost thoughts of my heart. I have thought, I am a creature of a day, passing through life as an arrow through the air. I am a spirit come from God and returning to God, just hovering above the great gulf, till a few moments hence I am seen no more. I drop into an unchangeable eternity. I want to know one thing, the way to heaven, how to land safe on that happy shore. God Himself has condescended to teach me the way. For this very end, He came from heaven. He has written it down in a book. Oh, give me that book. At any price, give me the book of God. I have it. Here is knowledge enough for me. Let me be homo unius libri, Latin for a man of one book. Wow. John Wesley believed that we should walk in the faith we received from the Word of God. And that's exactly what Paul and Timothy and Lois and Eunice believed. Our faith is revealed from heaven. And number two, it is a faith that has been received. Say received. 
It's revealed by God and it's received from faithful witnesses to that gospel. Remember, he says here, this faith first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and then in your mother Eunice and now it dwells in you also. There had been a faithful transmission of the gospel from generation to generation in Timothy's family. And Paul is admiring that. We find that in verse 5. In Acts 16.1, we meet Timothy and his family and we find out more about them. We know that Timothy's mother was Jewish, but his father was Greek. Timothy's considered Jewish because they trace that on the mother's side of the family. Yet, we know that his father was probably not someone who believed in the God of Israel or worshipped him. He was likely a pagan who didn't believe in Israel's God or in Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Most of the time, a boy will love his mama, but he will follow his daddy. It is amazing to look at the statistics on what happens in a family when the children or the mother or the father lead that family in the ways of God. The statistics are overwhelmingly in favor of one great idea. Families tend to be faithful to God's house and to live Christian lives whenever dad leads them to do so. And yet this story is a great outlier. It doesn't fit the mold of that because Timothy didn't fall into the trap of his father's pagan ways. Instead, his grandmother and his mother were successful at faithfully passing on the Christian faith to him. And it took. So I want to say today, maybe you are a mother or a grandmother. Maybe you have a child that you're trying to raise in the fear of God. And maybe uh, the man in your life or the husband or the father figure doesn't walk in the ways of God. Take an example from Timothy today. It doesn't necessarily mean that your child and grandchild won't follow the Lord. Lois and Eunice were able to successfully pass on a faith that was received by their son Timothy and it took. That's a great encouragement for us today. We used to sing a song in the church that said, will the circle be unbroken by and by? Many of us come from long family lines of the Christian faith where grandparents and great-grandparents have lived for God. Some of us have deep roots in this local church where for several generations your family has been here or maybe in a church much like this one. Uh, my family is sort of like that on my wife's side. My children are fifth generation church Church of God on their mother's side. They have that to boast about. Like Timothy, they have inherited a great family treasure of Christian faith that has been passed on as a spiritual legacy. Maybe you've been that way. Well, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to pass the baton of faith on successfully to the next generation? Or maybe you're like the prodigal son today. You aren't doing a good job with your inheritance. Maybe you're squandering it, living far from the Lord, away from the Father's house, wasting your life on low living. Do you, do you realize the great gift you've been given in the faith of your father and your mother? Do you realize how much will, is on the line? Do you know what will happen if you fail to pass that on to your children and your grandchildren? Much is at stake in what you do. And your decisions don't just affect you. They affect many who will follow in your steps should the Lord tarry. Do you realize how much there is to lose, not only for yourself, but for your descendants? My family line doesn't look like my wife's family line. Just a few generations ago, especially on one side of my family, there was not a great legacy of faith. It was a mixed bag to be sure. If, I had, if, I, if something hadn't happened in my family line, if the trend had continued, I likely would not be standing here today. I was destined to be a drunk or a drug addict, a, a womanizer, an adulterer, a convict or a deadbeat dad. 
But my grandmother was rescued by Jesus back in the 1950s in a little Pentecostal brush arbor meeting in Pace, Mississippi over in the Delta. There she had an encounter with a living God and it changed the trajectory of my family. In his 30s, my dad had a similar encounter at a spirit-filled church in the little town of Durant, Mississippi. He was converted and shouted his shoes off the night God filled him with his spirit, changed his heart and transformed his character. My mother was amazed that night to see the difference in my dad. She sat up all night looking at him while he slept, wondering what had happened to him. He would cuss and fight in his sleep, but God got a hold of my daddy that night in a little spirit-filled church. And so hear me tonight. They started winning their brothers and their sisters to Christ. By God's grace, they stemmed the tide, broke the curse, and changed the direction and the destiny of our family. So you have to pardon me if I get a little partial or if I get a little excited about being part of a spirit-filled church. It wasn't sophistication or elaborate preaching or, or great aesthetics that are, or education that changed my family. It was running headlong into the power of God, the gospel of Jesus, the, the work of the Holy Spirit that forever changed my family. And I'm here as a result of that. I stand here because the faith that first dwelt in my grandmother Annis and my father and mother, Wayne and Patsy, now dwells in me also. My story is much like Timothy's story. And so my goal is to not break the family circle. And I urge you to make that a goal in your life. Don't be the link that breaks the chain. Be the link that continues to connect from one generation to the next. If you don't have a heritage of godliness today, then start one. You be the one who breaks the curse. Someone has to step up in one generation and say, the brokenness, the dysfunction, the sin, it ends with me. It stops with my generation. I will be the one who lives for God, who surrenders my heart and walks in God's way. Our faith must be received. It must be revealed. But number three, it must be real. And this is important today. Our faith must be genuine. That's the term we find in verse 5. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that dwelt in your mother and grandmother. Wow. The word genuine, sincere. The Greek word here is literally the word unhypocritical. Not hypocritical. That's the Greek word. The word hypocrite in the Greek is to wear a mask. It's this idea of wearing a mask. An actor who played on the stage, the formal term was a hypocrite. Someone who pretends. Someone who's just acting a part. Someone who is just a, playing a character or a role. It's not real for them. It's not their true identity. It's just what they pretend to be when they're in the public spotlight. Paul says that our faith must be the opposite of that. It must be genuine. It must be real. The word we often use today is it must be authentic. There must be a reality about our faith. We'll never pass along the legacy of faith unless it is genuine. Our children can spot a fake a mile off. They know if we are paying lip service to Christ or if we really do passionately love Him and are devoted to following Him. That is God's call for us. Our children need to see not a perfect faith, but a genuine faith. They not only need to see us when we're doing well, they need to see how we respond when we're struggling. Our children need to witness how we respond when we've sinned. They need to hear us repent before God and ask for His forgiveness. They need to see us apologize to those that we've hurt when we've done something wrong and be the bigger person. They need to see us rise when we fall to dust ourselves off and to keep running the race for Jesus. They need to watch us overcome and struggle to overcome our demons, to fight until 
until we win, to break our old bad habits, to pray through our sinful issues until we walk in victory over them. Real faith is not lip service. It's a lifestyle. Real faith is not being religious. It's having a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. Paul says in verse 12, For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he's able to keep what I've committed to him against that final day. Notice Paul didn't say, I know what I have believed. He said, I know whom I have believed. Genuine faith is not just believing a body of facts. It is trusting a person. It is trusting in Christ as Savior and Master. Verses 9 and 10, Who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace. We have been called to salvation. We have been rescued by Jesus Himself. The Bible says in verses 9 and 10, we have a genuine faith in Christ and it gives us purpose, grace, life, immortality. Do you, your children, do your grandchildren, do they see a genuine, sincere, living, unhypocritical faith in you? Or are you just playing at religion? Or are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Is there something real and authentic about your faith? Has Jesus changed your life? Is He the driving motivation and burning passion of your heart? Is your faith one that is revealed from heaven? One that is received from those that you've trusted who lived it as well? Is it real and genuine? And lastly, Paul said Timothy's faith must be rekindled. Look at verse 6. He says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which was given to you through the laying on of my hands. The Greek word for stir up here is an interesting word. When I think of stir up, I think of chocolate milk. Kids, how many of you like chocolate milk? If you've ever had chocolate milk, you know that it'll collect in the bottom of the cup and sometimes you have to stir it up halfway through in order to get it to taste right again. You have to stir up the gift. Well, the Greek word here doesn't have anything to do with chocolate milk. It has everything to do with fire. Now this is not the time of year, but maybe you have a fire pit outside that you're still using. Most of us have long since stopped using our fireplaces indoors, especially here in Mobile. But in a Roman house, they always kept the embers of a fire burning so that they could cook or heat the home whenever they wanted to. Whenever you got ready to start that fire, all you had to do was come over and take something and poke around and stir up the embers and add a little fuel and maybe take the bellows and add some oxygen and poof, you had a flame. You had a fire burning in the fireplace. This is what Paul is referring to in this passage. He's telling Timothy, I need you to keep the fire of your heart burning. There's a tendency of fire to go out if it is not tended. And Paul knew that the fire of our faith and passion for Christ tends to go out unless we maintain it deliberately. The Spirit's fire must be maintained through the bellows of prayer and the wood of God's Word. One coal by itself will die out quickly. That's why you keep it in the fireplace along with the other coals. That's why I'm so ready for us to be able to meet together on campus in God's house again. Because we're doing okay with a few coals around us. But we would do much better if we could gather in the fireplace of our local church. Fire begets fire. One fire sparks another. And we can often light our flame off of each other. After living all week in a cold, wet world, we dare not forsake the gathering of fellow Christians for worship and fellowship. Or our fire for God could, have, could burn low and eventually die out altogether. 
Now Paul is not telling Timothy, he's not fussing at him or accusing him of losing his passion for God. He's simply reminding him, you must maintain your relationship with Christ. And it has to be a deliberate thing on your part. So let me ask you today, Jesus is coming soon. If there's ever been a time for our lamps to be trimmed and burning and our light to be shining brightly, it is now. How is the fire in your soul? How is your passion for Christ? Are you maintaining that? It's a little harder now than it's been in times past, right? I hope you're continuing to do that. Let me say to you what Paul said to Timothy. Stir it up. Fan it into flame. Poke around in the embers of your heart with prayer, with God's Word, with worship. Whatever you need to do, maintain that passion and fire for Christ. Can I ask you today, do you have a revealed faith? Do you just believe a collection of ideas that you put together on your own? Or do you really believe the gospel of Jesus as revealed in God's Word, the Bible? Have you received the priceless treasure of Christian faith, a heritage of holiness, a legacy of godly parents, the faith of fathers and mothers that have been passed down to you? Are you following in their steps? Or are you in danger of breaking the family circle? Are you the one who's dropping the baton instead of passing it along to the next generation? Listen, God doesn't have grandchildren. He just has children. And just because grandmother and grandfather made it to heaven doesn't mean I'm going to make it to heaven. I must have my own personal relationship with Christ. And so must you. Do you have that today? Does the same faith that dwelt in your parents and grandparents dwell in you? Can we say that about ourselves as Paul said about Timothy? It's in you also. Do you have a form of religion or do you have a real authentic relationship with Christ? Can others see that in you? And finally, are you keeping your fire rekindled or have you been cooling off for God during the season? We need to work on that today. Return to Christ. He can rekindle your walk with God. Pastor, how can I do that? Well, we would love to help you. And if you'd like to talk about that or pray about that, I want to give you a way to do that. Right below me now in the screen, you'll see the number for our own call pastor's line. It's 251-345-1700. You can call us there and a pastor would love to pray with you about renewing or rekindling your fire for God and your relationship with Christ. If you'd fill out that digital connect card on the forestillcog.org website and let us know that you would like a pastor to contact you, we will reach out to you this very week with resources about how you can once again connect with God and grow in your faith in Him. Listen, whatever you need to do today, the most important thing you can do this Mother's Day is to not lose the faith of your mother, your grandmother, whoever that godly relative is that taught you first about Christ. Grab hold of that and faithfully pass it on to the next generation. Don't drop the baton. Pass it on just like Lois and Eunice and Timothy did. May God bless you today. Would you pray with me? Father, in Jesus' name, thank you today for this time together. Lord, I pray that you would help us today to be faithful in our generation, to do a good job of walking with Christ in our generation and faithfully taking the faith we received and passing it down to those who are following us so that nothing is lost in the transmission. And Lord, we'll thank you and praise you for that. In Jesus' strong name, amen and amen. I urge you today, make sure your fire for Christ stays maintained and growing more brightly every day. Stir up the gift of God through prayer and studying His Word. Hope to see you here at the Hill very soon. Would you receive this blessing from the Lord? May the Lord bless you and keep you. 
May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift His countenance upon you and grant you His peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us today. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Here are some ways you can continually to financially support our church and our ministries. Our website is available at www.forestillcog.org or download our app, Forest Hill COG. Text to Give is also available by texting GIVE to 251-202-4764. Or you can mail your contributions to our campus, 5508 Moffett Road, Mobile, Alabama, 36618. Our social media sites are up and running also, Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching Forest Hill COG. Once again, thanks for worshiping with us today.